0: Welcome back for another edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Turkin, alongside my partner, Joe Serrera. And it is time for the game for September 7th. And Joe, before we get into that, let's go ahead and just chat a little bit about last week. You were at the Dudley-Page game. That was the one versus two matchup at the time. Uh, and it was a little bit of a disappointing showing for the Dudley Panthers. Uh, I know that Page w- was able to put up some points in that game. Dudley's offense uh, stalled out. not able to find the end zone. I I know that that was a little bit surprising for us. However, uh, I think that Dudley's still trying to find its identity. Page right now uh, just knows that it has to roll with Javondre Page and hope he can get through that offensive line and and see what happens.
1: Yeah, um, Dudley's issue right now mainly is inability to throw the football consistently and that comes down to the two quarterbacks Richard Monroe, the fourth quad who started the game Uh, He threw the ball okay at times, but uh, they got behind the sticks a few times where he'd complete a 10-yard pass when they needed 13 or 14. And Alston Hooker came in and tried to throw the ball. He really struggled throwing the ball. Had some guys open overthrew people. Uh, in my mind, Dudley has to either commit to more of a, a run-based attack with their quarterbacks, a lot of zone read stuff, or may, maybe it's maybe it's time to look at Jameer Slade, the freshman who looked pretty good in seven-on-sevens and scrimmages. And now that's not real football. You know, it's not the same thing, but they're going to have to be able to throw the ball coach steven davis talked about that after the game if teams are able to load the box the way page did against dudley it doesn't matter how good your offensive line is if you're trying to block nine or 10 guys uh, and we've said how good that page defense can be this
0: year oh, yeah. especially uh, that they have someone at each level of the defense that can meet you and
1: tackle you yeah i mean you've got you've got three really good not huge not big but really good defensive lineman up front. Cam Gavin is in the backfield most of the night. Nick Butler makes plays, stays at home. Kobe Phillips has been has been a big wide body in the middle of that line has made a difference. You got linebackers even without Alex Angus who was hurt and Jrante Davis was hurt for Dudley also and didn't play Friday night. But even without Alex Angus back there with an ankle injury, you know, they're still good at linebackers. Stephen Scott had a big game. You know, the secondary for, for Page has been very good with with some new faces back there. You know, all all three levels are strong. And, you know, the question about Page is that offensive line. With Javondre Page he can cover up for when they give up penetration, when he has to move around. He can still make plays, and sometimes he's better making plays moving around, more dangerous, because you don't know how he's going to hit you, but Uh, it was a huge win for Page. It was a real disappointment for Dudley, and Dudley's got to turn around and go to a pretty tough Durham Hillside team on Friday night. Uh, They certainly do, and Page has has itself quite the matchup. Number three,
0: Eastern Guilford uh, is traveling uh, into the city to come take on the Page Pirates. Uh, This is two undefeated teams going at it. Eastern Guilford, uh, still a veteran ball club, despite having a younger quarterback now, a less experienced quarterback. Mm -hmm. Uh, This should be a very interesting matchup, as we seen Eastern Guilford now climb
1: up towards the top three in the polls. Yeah, it was a very good game last year. It came down to the kickers uh, for Page. Uh, Thomas Murray made a field goal with about a minute and change to go to put Page up 19-16. Colin Smith, who's back for Eastern Guilford, has an extremely strong leg. Had about a 48-49 yarder that he tried on the last play of the game, but low trajectory blocked by Page. Ended up 1916. Uh, Page's home schedule this year, non-conference. We've talked about it. They've already already had uh, Dudley come in. They've got Eastern Guilford this week. I believe Reagan's coming in a few weeks. And September 28th, what is beginning to shape up more and more is a huge matchup for Triad bragging rights, maybe for playoff seating with East Forsyth. You know, they've got a tough schedule, and Eastern Guilford is part of that. They've got a lot of athletes on that team. A lot of guys back. Justin Matthews is a receiver and plays some DB who can do a lot of things. Nick Cheeley goes both ways. Receiver, defensive back, a big playmaker. Justin Spruill. uh, Sophomore running back Hezekiah Newby has been a factor already, and he was in their uh, final playoff game last year. The quarterback play will tell a lot about them, and they're still getting used to new coach Joe Glass's offense. They've only played two games, and we'll see how they do against that Page offense. Uh, The Uh, next uh, game, Page defense, I'm sorry. The The next game, we want
0: to talk about uh, Northern Guilford at number three, Northwest Eastern Guilford. Two coaches who are very good friends with each other and uh, probably will not be talking too much to each other this week. And uh, to be honest with you, I think that uh, the records... Let's just start with Northwest Guilford. This is a team that pulled a huge upset against Southeast Guilford the other night. uh, uh, An overtime victory. Northwest Guilford... A lot of people, including us two, did not feel like this was a team that was going to uh, be able to pull that win off. And right now, Kevin Wallace has his team uh, in in a really good spot. And Northern Guilford coming into Northwest Guilford this week on the ropes. This is a dangerous game for the Nighthawks with Northwest Guilford uh, seemingly on this kind of roll.
1: Yeah, and and a, a little bit of a, a dangerous game for Northwest Guilford too because, you know, I don't think I don't I'm sure they hope they'd be 3-0. I'm not sure they thought they would be 3-0 at this point. playing a good Southeast team last week, and it's a rivalry game. These two two schools have a lot in common. Uh some of Northern's attendance zone used to be Northwest's attendance zone. There's a lot of families that know each other, a lot of cross-pollination there with the staffs, with some players, and this is a game Northwest cannot definitely cannot look ahead and look beyond Northern start thinking about conference games but uh Johnny Pagano has been really good at quarterback for Northwest Guilford. A guy who was a receiver at times, uh, holder on their kicks. He's really stepped up. Jacob Hardy, running back, defensive lineman, has been big for them. And anytime you got a guy like Cam- Cameron Cloud, who can break a kick return, catch a short pass and take it the distance, go on a jet sweep and take off. You know they've got some guys who can make plays, and it, it's been a pleasant surprise at Northern. After that opening win against Grimsley, has really struggled offensively. They've really struggled to throw the ball, which is crazy because of how well they threw the ball last season, but lost a lot of receivers, and and that's been a factor. Another top ten matchup uh,
0: in our schedule this week: number five Southwest Guilford at number eight. Ragsdale, uh, Southwest Guilford, another team that we have seen over the years start off strong, and then has some issues towards the latter end of the season. Not much depth going on down there. Always have some talented ball players. Uh, what do you know about this Southwest
1: Guilford team, and what is the ceiling for this squad? I think I think the depth issue is less of a concern than it was a couple of years ago. The key for this team, they've, Tyree Graham has been running the ball really well. They've got some physical guys on defense, some guys who really fly around. Uh, The question is the development of their quarterback. Another team with a young quarterback, Devin Flowers, a sophomore who played a lot last year as a freshman, had some really good games, really struggled in their playoff loss to A.C. Reynolds, where the team only generated four first downs, really struggled against Dudley, although they won that game, didn't play particularly well against uh, Mount Tabor last year. You know, his development and their ability, a lot like Dudley, To stretch the field vertically as well as horizontally is going to determine, I think, how far they go. And they're facing a pretty pretty good Ragsdale team. A different type of team a little bit this year uh, with Malachi Manis gone. He was such a, a, a workhorse for them, did so many things for them last year. They're more diverse this year. But that's a pretty good football team. Yeah, Dudley handled them, but... Uh, th- this is and their former uh, Piedmont Triad four a rivals before that conference was broken up by realignment there 's a lot of rivalry between these two teams. <laughs> Uh, even though they're not both high-point teams, Ragsdale's close enough. This is going to be a good football game. Uh,
0: usually is. And uh, the last game that you and I want to discuss is Grimsley at Southeast Guilford. Obviously, Southeast Guilford coming off a game uh, which they felt like they should have won, and they didn't do enough to get that W. Grimsley, uh, surprisingly, at 1-2 and two right now. This is a team that we both had higher hopes for this year, uh, especially towards the start of the season. Uh, what has been the biggest issue with Daryl
1: Brown's ball club? You know, uh, they the only game where their offense is really broken out was against an Asheboro team that lost its starting quarterback to an injury during the week. They scored 50 in that game. They scored 15 in a 2015 loss to Northern Open the season. They only scored 14 last week at eastern Guilford. And Eastern Guilford's defense is good, so 14 points, you know, not a huge issue. But they've got to score more points. Southeast Guilford uh has not been Running up big scores, but Southeast Guilford's good for 21 to 28 points just about every week. And Grimsley has to be more consistent on offense. Uh, you know, their defense has played well enough that they could be winning some of these games, but they've got to get more consistent on offense. And Southeast, it's how do you handle that loss? That that's a game that I'm sure they would love to have back. That you know they're going to look back and go, gosh, we should have won that game. They were in control of the game and they let Northwest get back in it and on another team's field. You can't do that. They Northwest got the momentum and pulled it out in overtime. Um, Southeast has to get get a, be a little more explosive to me on offense. They've been put together some drives. They can they're physical. They can score some points, but they've got to be a little bit more explosive on offense if they're going to do what they're capable of doing. Well, Joe, uh, what can people look forward to in the paper and online this week? Well, I will be at uh, Eastern Guilford page, Marion Kirby Stadium again this week. We'll have a photo gallery from that game as well as coverage. Uh, We'll also have a uh, photo gallery from Southwest Guilford at Ragsdale. J.P. Mundy, a friend of the podcast and former podcast contributor, will be at that one. Uh, We're also looking to try to get somebody to Northern Guilford at Northwest Guilford, Grimsley at Southeast. Uh, I will have some players to watch in the Wednesday print edition of the News and Record. On Thursday, we'll go with our Inside Slant videos, which we'll summarize in print. And on Friday, we'll be uh, making our picks and doing scouting reports. Spencer and I did not have the, the greatest week last week by our standards, by our 7-4 and four each of us. Uh, we differed on a couple of games, but it evened out. And uh, both of us are 30-7 uh, uh, and seven at this point in the season, which is solid, but I think we could do
0: better. And uh, we'd also like to let you know that you can now find us on Instagram at Greensboro NR Sports. Uh, Brant Wilkerson New will be uh, the main contributor to that page and uh, we'll be helping out. You can find the top 10 poll released every week on the Instagram page and some other cool notes and quotes that we'll post up there and links to our story. So make sure you go ahead and follow us at on Instagram at Greensboro NR Sports. And uh, you can go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Turkin35 at Joe Serrera NR and uh, continue to follow along with the HS Extra Pep Talk podcast all season long. Take care, everybody. We'll chat with you next week.